Welcome to the Expert Speak Podcast with Michael DeLon. Each episode features a leading expert who shares helpful insights, practical tips, and memorable stories that will inspire you, educate you, and help you enjoy more success, freedom, and purpose in your life. For the next few minutes, enjoy listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. And welcome to another episode of Experts Speak. I'm Michael DeLon. Thanks for joining me. Today, I'm talking with Caleb Roach. Caleb, thanks for squeezing me into your, your schedule, man. Thanks, Michael. I, I feel like it's the opposite. Thanks for squeezing me into your schedule. I've, this <laughs> podcast is so hard to get on. I mean, I had to pay $30,000 and I mean, I had to wait three <laughs> years to get in. So uh, it, the pleasure is all mine. Well, I'm glad you're here because when you build a well-oiled machine, buddy, it works. So just kidding. <laughs> so um, Caleb runs a company. He's a, he's a um, marketing consultant that is um, a little bit different. That's why I'm glad that you're here because there are, I mean, I don't know the last time I Googled marketing consultant, but I think there are probably, you know, 6.2 billion of them on earth and they come in all, you know, stripes and colors, but Caleb does a, a little bit different things in that he he's not just a, a strategist, but he and his team can help you actually implement and execute what they come up with. Because as, as entrepreneurs and business owners, that's not always our strongest suit. And we don't always have teams of people who can take these wacky ideas that we have and say, all right, go do it. But Caleb and his team can help do that. So Caleb, that's what I want to talk about. Tell us as we get started, man, how did you get into doing what you're doing? Yeah, it was, uh, we could start with birth. Uh, so I was born and just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> it all started with, I was, I was about 15 at the time and thought I wanted to be a lawyer. So I ended up, I was a big fan. My parents pushed me into kind of on the job experience, get used to the industry that you want. They did a great job of, you know, encouraging me to get exposure to make sure it was something I wanted before I dedicated my whole life and career and education towards it. it so I got some exposure in, in both criminal and oil and gas litigation and realized very quickly that that was not the thing that I wanted to do. Uh, I had this picture that, you know, Matt Locker, you know, these suit like suits, the TV show that all you yeah. basically do is you talk with clients and you show up to court case in your nice suit. You talk to the judge, negotiate a plea bargain, or you do X and you make a lot of money and you call it good. Well, then what I realized was not only is it mainly, you know, writing and research, which isn't yeah. a bad thing, but you spend a lot of time in your, you know, if you're wanting to make career progression, you spend a lot of time away from your family. Um, you kind of sit behind an office most of the time. It's not very rewarding. So I pivoted and decided, well, I've always wanted to go in business. I really enjoyed looking at the behavioral side of things within marketing. So I would sit there when I was younger and say, like, why do people do these ads? Like, there's got to be more to it than just they put a nice picture on. There has to be some sort of behavioral instinct that they're pulling us in from, you know, on the marketing side. So that always interests me on what makes people tick and make purchases, especially when you're getting people in different environments, different worlds and finding that little niche. And so that's where I went to college for. I got my degree in, uh, in marketing um, within, you know, the business side of things. And I started working for a company called Inspire Brands. They own Dunkin' Donuts, Jimmy John's, um, mm. Sonic Drive-In, a couple others. And I started working in market research. So I was within their consumer insights division, which basically looked at any products that they were developing, any marketing strategy, we would actually run it through and see, okay, if we're going to implement, you know, let's say uh, tipping on the app on one of the platforms, how do we do it properly? Do we implement it, you know, after someone orders, did we do it on the screen? What are the implications? Do people feel pressured to tip? So little things like that. And on the product side, you know, is this burger too salty or does the combination yeah. of the triple dog uh, cheeseburger are the three corn dogs too much to throw on a hamburger. So we would test that with within market research. 
and within the first, the two years that I worked there, um, I started consulting on the side because I found a need between this big divide between small business owners and mid-level businesses and these large corporations where large corporations, they have organizational resources to be able to go in and hire a McKinsey or a BSG and pay $100,000 for a five-page PowerPoint deck, maybe a little bit more, where they analyze and they say, well, based on our recommendations, you should increase profit by, you know, allocating a little bit more resources to systems and providing a better marketing strategy. And so I, fi- I found this disconnect where small business owners are never going to pay $100,000 for a five-page deck, but they're not getting the exposure to these large businesses or these large strategy consultants to where they don't know where to turn with their business. And so I started kind of moonlighting on the side, my side hustle per se, there as you the guru yep. say. And uh, so started doing that to where I provided strategic you know, services for very small businesses. And it was very small. I mean, I was charging like 250 to 500 bucks a month and thinking I was so cool doing that to where it got within two years during COVID where I actually made more money doing that than working full-time. And what happened was we had a baby and I got married and, you know, all this stuff. And so before you know it, the 80 to 90 hour weeks between the two were a little bit hard to manage. And my wife was not a big fan. So I decided, I looked at her and said, Hey, we've made more. We've, this seems to be a sustainable business. Still not for sure on that piece, but we're going to continue to hoping and praying that it is. Uh, So I ended up moving full-time into a marketing consulting, like having my own firm. Um, And we've grown from that point to where we service now your smallest small town, Oklahoma boutique, where they're not this big corporation all the way to, we have a couple international corporations that we're helping um, all on kind of a broad range of expertise. But what we've done is we've really specialized in providing consulting services, being that BSG. Obviously we don't have the BSG level of experience, but we provide that level of service without the extreme price tag that it comes with. Very cool. Very cool. I like it. So let's just dive deep into um, business Small business, right? And and, and let's look um, at a typical business owner, solopreneur. Maybe he's got one or two people on staff and they're struggling with marketing because that's not what they were schooled in, right? They're attorneys. They've been in an attorney school. So now they're attorney. They've got a couple of paralegals, but they need to do marketing. They reach out to you. What What's kind of the process? What are you looking at with them? How do you help a small business owner go from, I'm struggling, I know I need to do some stuff, but I don't know what to do, to the end of the day, 30 days, 90 days, a year later, whatever, you've got this well-oiled machine. What's, what, what's kind of that process? What are the struggles that business owners are going through? What do you help them with? So we find on on our piece of before that initial conversation starts, we found a a big need for businesses to where um, they deploy a lot of resources in aspects or companies that kind of over promise and under deliver. So our typical business has had between two to four bad experiences within the past year with different marketing companies, which is really fascinating to us because we've noticed that there there's been an uptick and I think it's most industries to where a lot of people get into the industry, they have conversations, they oversell, they find something that they can tag on to say, we helped one client get $150,000 of revenue off of 500 bucks that they spent on ad spend, which obviously can happen, but it's a very, it's a unicorn situation. So what we found is a lot of small business owners, they get allured by these promises and marketers are really good at over-promising and under-delivering, especially like we've, within our systems, we've had to make sure that we live on that promise of under-promising and over-delivering because system-wise you have to, you know, ensure in that piece. But what we found is there's a lot of people that set the wrong expectations with their clients. So three months later, they're expecting to spend, let's say $5,000 over the course of three months, and they're expecting to get at least a return back, if not more. 
And sometimes that can be successful if you are running ads or you're doing something. But if you're looking at a hiring a consultant to just spend one month looking into your business, doing some sort of audit, and then kind of fixing things, your website, your, your ad copy, your copy on your website, any pictures that you have, you might not foresee revenue for the next three to six months. And right. so we've had this, we, a lot of our clients have this disconnect between spending money and needing to make that money right back, which we understand we're, we're a small business too. So we've seen a lot of businesses struggle with the investment piece of marketing. Obviously you want to be smart with your resources. You never want to put your business in a bad position. But the thing that we like to talk to our clients about is say, if you go to your financial advisor and you say, Hey, I've got a thousand dollars that I want to invest with you. And by the end of this year, I want to make $20,000 your financial advisor is probably going to laugh at you. And if your financial advisor says, heck yeah, we can do that. I can promise that you should probably find a different financial advisor because right, uh, yeah, that's, you should probably run from that. So we view the marketing the same way when we're dealing with clients ad spend, this is an investment the client is making. And so we make that conversation of be strategic in what you're doing. So that's the first need that we see with clients that they're facing is they don't know where to turn. They do a Google search. They go to the best ad that gets pushed out there. They're seeing these crazy results. So-and-so sold X from that. And they're not having a conversation about what fits within their business. It's a one size fits all approach. It's a template based strategy. So what we have is we've identified that, you know, all of these small business owners struggle to find the right firm. They're hiring people based on promises and not based on the relationship. So the first step of any good marketing consultant, in our opinion, is learning about the client and, the, and what they're actually doing and what's performing well and what isn't. So most of our engagements, we sit down with the business owner and we get to know them on a personal level. Um, we are very close acquaintances with most of our clients. Um, we spend a lot of time with them analyzing and asking questions. You know, why is this working in your opinion? What isn't? Because as business owners, we are very skewed in what's working and what's not. Something might look good from our you know, perspective, let's say an ad campaign. We're getting a lot of impressions. We're getting visibility. It's, it's going great. Well, if your intent was brand exposure, great. You got market share. That's awesome. But if you're looking for converted leads to provide an ROI, impressions probably isn't the KPI that you want to rely on. Amen. So great. Um, one, of, one of the things that we talk about is, you know, when you're looking at performing marketing or doing marketing within your small business, either you have to dedicate the time and resources internally, if you don't have the resources to hire someone out, research and become a student of marketing. Understand what platforms do I actually need to be on? Do you need to actually be on TikTok as a marketing consulting firm? Do you need to be on Twitter as a book publisher? Do you need to be on X? And not saying that you can't be on these platforms, right. but if you're on a very limited budget, especially as most small businesses are, you want to allocate your resources properly. And so you want to identify where it's going to be the best bang for your buck and long-term what's going to set you up for success in the long-term. So maybe Facebook or you know Instagram. So that's one of the, I mean, we could probably dive into like so many different things, but yeah. off of that, I mean, what do you see from like a small business owner perspective? What are you seeing as the hangups? Yeah, no, your number one was really good. Two to four bad experiences with marketing companies and, and chasing that shiny object of oh, that happened to them. That's what I want. They obviously have the, the purple pill that solves all my problems. And it's like, no, stop it. You idiot. Um, uh, did I say that? Yeah, I can't. I can say it's my podcast. I can <laughs> yeah, say things yeah. like that. Yep, you can um, do that. But small business owners, they're they're so starving for help in marketing that they're willing to take a poison pill thinking it's, you know, a steak. And many times instead of a steak, it's a mistake. Huh. So 
it's it's really <laughs> building that relationship, like you said, of taking the time to realize, yeah, your audience is everywhere. They're on TikTok, they're on Facebook, they're on LinkedIn, they're in direct mail, they're in, they're in, they're everywhere. That's a that's a channel of marketing. What you really need is strategy and to understand what's working, what's not, and what makes people tick and what is your message and how do you as a business need to go and, and present yourself to the public? That strategy, that takes conversation, right? And I think that's a lot of times what you're finding is why they have so many bad experiences is they're not engaging in conversations. They're engaging in programs yep. of some nature. When is that? 100%. And one of the biggest things that we've seen is you have to view the agency relationship or the consulting relationship as a long-term investment. So it's not something that is a switch on, switch on like Facebook, because if you think about it, the amount of time that someone spends, let's say you partner with us, we develop creative strategy. Like our graphic designers are going to be different than a graphic designer that you meet at a local agency there in Arkansas, let's say. Yeah. So different design styles. So what we're building on a brand voice style, you want to make sure that that aligns with past and previous work. And then if you make the investment to hire someone, obviously there are situations where you can't hang on too long. Hey, two years later, we haven't got a result from them, but we paid them a hundred grand. I hope you know we yeah. pay this off one day. Uh, so there's something to be said about that to where you have to think of it as a long-term investment. You don't go to financial advisor, financial advisor, financial advisor every month. You look at it as, hey, I'm giving them a year. Let's see your year-to-date performance, what they've been able to perform. And on the marketing side, the brand voice, if you're continually switching two to four times a year, your social posts are going to be all over the place. Your blog posts are going to be all over the place. You might hire someone that's cheap out of a, a different country that creates SEO friendly blog posts, but then the style is going to be different than let's say you hire an expert in the field and they write long form content. So there are so many different pieces to it to where I think it's easy to view marketing as this something that, oh, we can just turn on the switch and yep, that's great. But at the same time, it's not because there's so many pieces to it that long-term wise and short-term, there are benefits and, you know, things that can influence or go wrong. Yeah. So one, one of my marketing formulas that I, that I talk about all the time is consistency over time. And you just nailed it there that if you're hiring all these different people, if you're being the general contractor and trying to put it all together, you're not going to have that consistency of message, of brand, of feel, of, of everything. And that makes a difference because people are looking online for you. They're going to your LinkedIn. They're going to your Facebook. They're going to your website. And if there's not consistency in the look, the feel, the message, and all that, it says it communicates before they ever reach out to schedule an appointment or, or take that next step. That's really, really important. But then, so if, if you get all that right, now it's consistency over time in your message, your delivery. And are you trying to be all things to all people? Or is it better to take your limited marketing dollars and put them into something that's going to give you a massive return because you're reaching fewer people relentlessly and letting them spread your message? So it's it's all strategy that business owners aren't schooled in, and that's why somebody like Caleb and his team are really helpful. So does that make sense? When it's it's one of those things too. You know, um, we have to set the expectations. So let's say you use Calendly. Let's say so the calendar scheduling app, and we're we can't compare the price. I'll say that a little caveat. We can't compare the price. So it's a little bit different budget wise, but let's say Calendly, you don't sit there every day and say, Hmm, I've gotten three meetings last month, four meetings. So I'm paying nine bucks per appointment. Mm, that's kind of high. What you're doing is you're providing a great experience by allowing clients to book a meeting without having to email them back and forth, call you're saving time. So for yeah. you, the, the money or time that you're saving is worth spending, you know, that 
$10 a month on Calendly. So it's the same thing with, with marketing firms or with what you're doing in marketing. It's something that is long-term, that's your investment. So when you're looking at spending marketing dollars, whether it's advertising, whether it's a consulting fee, whatever it looks like, whether you're doing it internally or not, you need to budget that money out and have that ready to advance. Not be, I mean, again, certain, certain situations, you everyone has different situations that work it but don't but if you're putting ad spend you know and consulting fees on a credit card and that's you're hoping to pay that off by the end of the month or there's there's different aspects to that and so one of the things that we recommend our clients doing and again every situation is different is look at projecting that budget out and getting that money saved or at least some sort of add that into your monthly budget to where if you don't see a return on that and you're you're not able to pay your bill this is not a big deal this is yeah. projected and you you have some sort of ROI period where you look and say, what is the effectiveness of this? Is this worth continuing to do where we're not wasting resources, but not month one looking and saying, well, we only did X because we didn't get an ROI because the amount of time from agency's perspective that we've seen, you don't see what most agencies or what marketing sides put in. And so there's even a reason why established businesses that we've had working relationships with have an internal marketing director, they have a marketing team, they have a social media strategist, they have X, and they still hire an outside agency because yeah. outside agencies have support or software that they might not have. And it's yeah. more cost-effective to have the experts. So yep. one of the, the things that I would say on the res resonating a point that sticks is when it comes to marketing, it's not about the return on dollar per month. It's what brand impacts are you making? Are people seeing a positive impact on your brand? Are they seeing you everywhere? to where that one time that they need your service, especially let's say a service industry where you're not gonna get your HVAC replaced every year, it's gonna be, let's say every four years. Yep. If you're making those memorable brand impacts and you're spending, let's say $250 over a four-year term, it might seem expensive, but that $250 that you've spent making, let's say a hundred impressions on them, 300 impressions, 500, when, that, when they make that buying decision, they already have what company they're using in their mind because you've made so many brand impacts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. Um, people talk to me all the time about, you know, um, as SEO and um, <laughs> Google you ads, you rank know, one. <laughs> ads and all this stuff. And I'm, and I always look at them and go, well, yeah, you can pay for all of that or you can pay to put your name in somebody's mind be long before they ever need you so that when their need comes up, they don't go to Google and say, air conditioning company, Oklahoma, they go John's air conditioning system or whatever, right? They type in Google your name and guess who pops up, right? Yep. Same dollar spent, much higher return, but it's a different philosophy of marketing and business owners, unfortunately, because they're not schooled because they don't think about it because you and I, I mean, Dude, you and I spend a lot of time thinking about marketing, reading books, going to the conferences, listening to gurus, understanding marketing, just like the attorney spends all that time studying and doing, right? But so when you when you partner with somebody like Caleb and, and you say, okay, here's what I'm trying to make happen. What makes sense? You can have that dialogue back and forth and go, well, I think this strategy makes sense. Here's why. Here's what it's going to, here's the investment you're going to make. Here's the term. Here's what I expect us to see. Let's monitor it. Let's put in some good KPIs. and let me take this burden off of you and we'll work together kind of as partners. How about that? Yep. Wow. There's a novel <laughs> idea, right? Weird. Why would we do that? That sounds I terrible. Don't I, I don't know. That sounds like a terrible idea. Well, and speaking on that, and I might be tooting 
you know, an agency horn a little bit, and this might sound salesy, but truly, if you think about it, if you're pricing someone's services and going off the initial price, that's a dangerous road to go on because sometimes cheaper is a little bit, you know, better for a budget situation, but long-term wise, if you're seeing the value from a company and especially on the marketing side, the amount of hourly billings, it's just insane. You look at a lawyer and you look at like 250 bucks an hour and they're like three year associates. And you're like, why am I paying $250 an hour? And then you go to a business owner and they're scared about the legal implications. Oh, we need to hire an attorney and $1,500 for a contract. They'll go over a marketing company with 20 years of experience with a partner and they have several strategists. And they'll say, I want to spend less than a thousand bucks a month on your time. And you think about that, the amount of time that someone has, you know, from a consulting firm's perspective, we had to spend at least eight hours the first month. And that's like the lowest possible time that we spend on a brand looking at online impact, social media, what competitive space looks like. That's just eight hours. And at a thousand bucks, that's $125 per hour just for research for, let's say a 20 year. So there are on that piece, there's a lot to be said and we could go into a rabbit hole on that piece. But that's why. That's why they've had two to four bad experiences with marketing companies because they're yep. basing everything on price. And it's like, no, it's a dumb idea. Yep. I talked to I talked to a prospect yesterday, and, and one of the first things out of mind is like, well, I came to you. Somebody said you're really expensive. I said, well, yeah, I am. If you're looking at cost, I'm <laughs> wicked expensive. But if you're looking yep. on return on investment and business growth, I'm one of the cheapest things around. Yep. Exactly. What are you interested well, think, in? Well, I think shifting it too, because a valued partner, you know, we talk about marketing as the Facebook ads, the SEO, the website. But I think from the consumer behavior piece, we're not talking about experience as a marketing side as well. What is the experience that you're, you know, because that's another piece that I think is really important to talk about on the marketing strategy piece is not only is it the acquisition of customers, but how are you providing an exceptional experience to your clients and how are you retaining? Because as we know, it's cheaper to retain than acquire. But if you're acquiring all these businesses, you're getting all this money back ROI that's great. But if you're not keeping them, your ROI is going to be way lower in the long term, unless you build out those systems to where you have a retention model to where that $25 that you spent for a $100 purchase, your margins drop. Holy cow, that's sad. But when they make that next $100 purchase, and you haven't had to spend a single dollar on them, or a very minimal yeah. amount of money. Wow, that makes a big impact. It does. So today, my, my Caleb, my son is um, at Disneyland in California with his wife. So the question is, why? Why can Disney charge six times more than Six Flags <laughs> when they're both amusement parks? Or Johnny's to- amusement park and yeah. fun in small town in Arkansas. <laughs> totally, right? And it's because of the experience. The, the retention rate of Disney is off the chart. It's like 87% repeat business. They charge an arm and a leg on everything. And people leave there going, I can't wait to come back. And it's like, how do you do that as a small business? It's because of experience. It's because you realize it's the lifetime value of a client. And that one initial sale is just an initial sale. There's lots more to be had and lots more experience that you should be giving. How do you put that into your marketing budget? Because when you do that, guess what? They A friend of mine runs a um, carpet cleaning business Okay, out in, in the Northeast, carpet cleaning. How boring is carpet cleaning? Probably the most so profitable. He comes in, <laughs> he walks in. Before they walk into your house, they they put down a little mat, they they cr- brush their feet off, they walk in, they have a a, a little gift of, of cookies for Mrs. McGillicuddy, and they give her and they say, We just appreciate you allowing us the opportunity 
to help you have a healthy, clean home. Well, that just changed everything. How many carpet cleaners come in with cookies, right? And yeah. so he's built experience through his entire thing because he used to work at Disney. And I thought, that's just like brilliant. How could any business owner put little pieces like that into your process? Because when you do that, guess who she's telling her neighbor? Hey, you see what my carpet cleaner just gave me? Really? Yeah. I want a carpet cleaner like that. Yep. Referral. Well, if, if you deliver on the experience too, I mean, in fact, it comes up in a conversation. Oh my gosh, not only did I get a great carpet cleaning, but look at what they did for me. And then oh. you're like, oh, well, I want cookies. I want a great carpet cleaning experience. So I might pay 25 bucks more, even though oh, the cookies yeah. probably cost him $2. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I forget what he said, but he's like 37% higher than his closest competitor in price. Yep. And and he's turning business away. He's like, I, I, it's not rocket science, folks. So marketing marketing is a whole lot more than what most business owners understand. And that's why we need people like Caleb and, and your team to come in and, and not only strategize, but help implement and execute because business owners aren't even great at that. But you, you've got a lot of background and things. How, how can, because we could be here, you and I could be here for all day okay we, we just couldn't. we're not going to be we're i thought you we were doing a three-hour podcast no. is it you the only you only bought the thirty thousand dollar podcast oh, you should have bought oh, the 100k one can i write you a um, check right now <laughs> <laughs> i'll take a credit card absolutely um, so um because you know credit cards don't bounce um but <laughs> so how how do people i mean business owners are there hopefully they've had fun because i've had fun I've, I've learned some where do they go to find information about you how can they find out more about you to go right, i'm looking for somebody because i don't want another bad experience yeah. So people can go to our website, crochconsulting.com uh, and C-R-O-C-H-E consulting.com. There's a lot of information about there. There's some great blog posts, but we have a, what we consider to be a 30 minute free consultation mm -hmm. on that free 30 minute consultation. It's a no obligation, no sales call. So you come to us, we can talk about whatever you want. If you want to talk about ad strategies and hear about our secrets of what do we need to do or, Hey, we're spending X amount and you need suggestions. We're happy to have that conversation and provide you in the right direction. Because what we've seen is the reputation that we've built has led us to the position that we're not, we're at. So, you know, when we don't want to come in there and say, well, you need Facebook ads and you know, who's really good at Facebook ads? We are. So that's where you need to throw your money. We need to hire you. So one of the things that we want is we want clients that work well with us. So when we have a great experience and when we can deliver on that, that's when clients come back. So what we do on this calls, we talk about your business. We can talk about anything with marketing that you need help on. And if you want us to talk about our service offerings, let us know. Happy to talk about that, how that fits. But at the end of the day, if we spend 30 minutes helping you grow your business, we see that as success, even if we don't make something from that. So feel free to schedule that. We typically have like a calendar invite on there. So you can you know choose a day that works for you, works with our calendar. So we'd love to talk to you a little bit more about that. That is awesome. I'm going to put that link in show notes. It's crochconsulting.com. And obviously you can tell they, they kind of know what they're talking about. So it's not just um, marketing. Um, ideas, it's strategy, it's execution, it's implementation, it's accountability, it's growth. At the end of the day, we all know we have to do marketing. And most business owners just kind of go, I hate marketing. That's why you need to reach out to Caleb. If you find yourself struggling in marketing, you owe it to yourself and your company to reach out to Caleb and his team, crochconsulting.com. Have a conversation. See if maybe you, they can stop that that spinning wheel of Mark, bad marketing experiences by finding somebody you can partner with who can actually help you uh, do marketing done right. So, Caleb, thanks, man. Thanks for being here. This has been a fun no, I appreciate conversation. You having me on.
Thanks for the uh, the smaller package, and uh, we'll talk about the credit card later. And uh, if you want an idea for this for a um, podcast episode title, might be how to get a thousand percent return on investment your first month in marketing, because we definitely guarantee that for our clients. So maybe if I, you want to throw that in there, more. I more love to. that. I love that. All right, thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for listening to Expert Speak with Michael Delon. If what you've heard today was helpful to you, reach out to our expert guest and see how they can serve you to bring you more success, freedom, and purpose in your life.